0: Welcome back to Radio Chatskill. I'm Tim Bruno. The death toll continued to climb in the Israel-Gaza war. Israeli media said at least 1,200 Israelis have been killed from the Hamas attacks. And Palestinian officials say at least 950 Palestinians in Gaza were killed, along with 1,000 Hamas militants inside Israel. In the aftermath of the attacks on Israel, there are many reactions from across the world to what unfolded. Joining us now for local reaction is Rabbi Lawrence Zerler, Rabbi here in Sullivan County, New York, Good morning, Rabbi, and thank you for joining us. Good morning, Tim. Thank you for having me. In this difficult and unprecedented time, how are you and the community processing what happened on Saturday in Israel?
1: Well, first, we're living with a tremendous amount of shock, and we're trying to find and navigate and negotiate our way through that shock um, and uh, do what we can to be supportive of our brothers and sisters and of our children. Um, because I can tell you that there's a tremendously high proportion of people, uh, especially within the rabbinical community, uh, that have children living in Israel, myself included. I have a son who, is a who lives in Jerusalem with his wife and two daughters. And um, he, in the middle of the holiday, he had to take off his uh, holiday best and put on his army greens. And uh, he received what's known as the Tzav shmona uh the uh, command eight which calls you up to um the um uh, the reserves. Um the res- the response that which is very encouraging uh to the reserve the call up is uh been 150 percent so that even people who um are past the age where this would be a requirement have actually volunteered to come up and, and to bolster um the fighting forces. Um and uh, But here we are trying to figure out what we can do to provide for necessary equipment. I mean, there's always a dearth of, uh, of equipment that's needed um, when something happens so quickly uh, and you mobilize so many people, um, and there are tremendous efforts um, to raise in a very directed and protected way um, uh, um, funds and, and resources. Unfortunately, you always have to worry about scams. And we're doing our best to make sure that these go to the right places. You spoke but to I your really to
0: well. I, I wanted to ask you about your son. You said you spoke to him, and he's been he's been deployed. He's been called up. What what can he? What did he tell you about what's going on on the ground there?
1: I, I know where he is, and I can't share that. Uh, but he, yeah, I have an idea where he's at. Um, he is trained in urban warfare and meaning hand-to-hand combat, or where they have to go I should say house-to-house combat. And um, you know, his responsibility would be for the West Bank. So they're trying to make sure that things there are quiet. Unfortunately, there is a void of leadership because, because Mahmoud Abbas is really um, just an impotent leader at this point. And so they really have to keep a handle and uh, try to keep a lid on uh, what's happening in the West Bank and hope that the uh, escalation or um, there is no escalation of, of, of violence in that area because that would complicate matters. So, you know, it's a multi um It's got many different centers and spheres of of potential conflict. Right now, of course, the greatest worry is um, securing Gaza, which seems to have been done, the Gazan border, and then worrying about something happening from the north. Uh, But what will happen in centralism, Judea and Samaria, uh, we hope that that will not, you know, that won't come to pass.
0: Uh, The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that Israel's response will, quote, change the Middle East. Um, That was today as he was uh, visiting the area. How how do you think it will change the Middle East?
1: Well, I think we have a paradigm shift here in terms of warfare, uh, you know, and so that the whole issue of warfare uh, and this kind of combat as a way to be able to make a point and to be able to, you know, protest what people consider to be, uh, I would say, unfounded um, denial of uh uh, of autonomy, especially with regards to the two-state solution, um, that's going to be very different now because we're seeing rules of um, of, co- of war that have actually been abrogated. I mean, this is nothing like this has ever been seen. Uh, every rule has been broken. Every international convention uh, of, of of warfare has been broken. To start with, you're dealing with a situation on the ground which has existed for a while of asymmetrical warfare. What I mean by that is that the combatants and the militants the terrorists coming from um gaza they don't wear uniforms Uh, they embed their loved ones uh in uh, churches mosques and hospitals um and these are things that israel would never do the israeli soldier wears a, a uniform and by international convention is required to so that they're identifiable so you have that that problem to start with uh, being able to identify the enemy which is why you can actually have breakthroughs sometimes. So how this one happened, the the intelligence issues, you know, that's going to be left for a later time. Right now the Israeli society has really come together and whatever political differences they had before with judicial reform, that's been cast aside. You're really seeing a tremendous fusion of of uh, uh, of um of peoplehood at this time so i think that um israel has uh, has a, has its own social experiment um, it's it's changed in terms of how it was dealing with its political issues, but even more so, um, we are going to have to really look at um, the rules of warfare because this is just absolute savagery, barbarism. This is not how you make a point. War is a tragic, tragic reality of our human condition. It's you know it's the spot, the blot on our souls. And uh, it's just something that we've lived with for so long and we've tolerated. It's bad enough in and of itself. But when you actually act in a way that is just so um, – that has no regard uh, for for human life in any form or at any place or in any context, killing 260 people at a peace concert – um maiming uh, holocaust survivors and elderly people taking children and putting them in chicken coops taking away from their mothers denying them their you know the ability to be nursed by their mothers denying people medicines i mean just going and pulling and abducting people um it it's just it's unheard of it's- we have
0: I'm sorry to interrupt. It is not uncommon for the violence to break out between Israel and Hamas militants in Gaza, but usually the impact in Israel is minimized because, you know, it's been sort of, for lack of a better term, traditional. They, you know, send rockets over the border. Most of them are intercepted by the Iron Dome. But, uh, you know, Israel responds with airstrikes. But what, as you've said, happened last weekend was unprecedented in scale and coordination and uh, just uh, brutality um as, as the country tries to grapple, grapple with this and, and come together, do you think there's a way forward? Do you think that there's a way to, uh, uh, I don't know, the, 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 as you said, the, the, the norms have been shattered?
1: Well, look, the President of the United States has spoken in a way uh, unconditionally in support of, of Israel and with his condemnation of this. Um, and I hope that other world leaders will follow suit and, and through those statements— um, they will say that this is not the way, this cannot be done. We cannot, you know, proceed and and prosper as a human community uh, if this happens. I want to also say that in other cases when Israel has had to go into Gaza, it's really been to, to quell the insurrections, to quell the riots. Um, to provide deterrence, you know, a lot of people don't know that Israel has a basic code of conduct for its military. It's called the Hebrew Tovah Neshek, or the Purity of Arms, or Ruach Tzal, the Spirit of the Army. And um, leftist elements, actually, in the Israeli political sphere, were responsible for this, and it took root in Israel. So that every army soldier knows that they have to be very careful how they use their how they use their their rifle. How they use their um, weaponry, Um, and uh, many Israeli soldiers suffer um, for you know a indiscretion around the use of their uh, their um, rifle. To watch uh, soldiers, as I have on many occasions, um, the way they sit down at a table to eat and wrap their uh, their uh, rifle around their their feet. Um, You know, it always has to be with them. If you lose your gun, you're in a very serious situation and um, there's this notion of proportional uh, or proportionate warfare that is a part of the ethos of the Israeli fighting forces. Um, So they don't want to go in there and they would never go in there to spray and to kill indiscriminately. Yes, there are these moments when perhaps um, there is a, a rogue individual, and we beat our hearts in our breasts almost to a bruised You know, uh, to a bruise. To when this happens, uh, we are never proud of people who step out, of line, and there always are inquiries and there's an investigation when someone has stepped out of line. Uh, that is makes Israel. That sets them apart, and that doesn't get that people don't know that they and they need to appreciate that which frustrates this kind of situation because Israel needs to use a heavier hand now than it would prefer to do.
0: Rabbi, you mentioned your your son and his family in in Israel uh he he's been called up uh to the to fight. Uh have you heard from other, any other friends, relatives or colleagues in Israel or other folks who have connections uh from our community there?
1: Uh, I have not um had the, uh, heard from anyone um we unfortunately are hearing more about uh people that we've lost um you know there's um we're a small people and everyone especially given so many people living in Israel or having relatives there everyone now knows someone and it is very very sad uh, as every day I'm getting a you know another um we we all have can put a face to to the um to those who have uh, have fallen. My son his um studied in a uh seminary, rabbinical seminary in Israel and uh the, one of the deans lost his son. These are two courageous boys who actually Uh, went into um, a kibbutz where people were being held hostage and pulled out and rescued people, and they kept on going back to to get more and more people. But at the end, one of the brothers was taken. Uh, And it's just I I have not been able to sleep over this, knowing, um, you know, what fine boys they were, um, and there has been other losses in their family or in that yeshiva community. Um, And... um, you know, so it's becoming very personal. And that's it we expect that that we are going to hear more and more of I'm receiving emails of this colleague who's lost a nephew, and this colleague who's lost who's lost a a, a relative, um, you know, because we are connected. Um way back, I don't know how many years ago there was a study said that seventy five percent Of the rabbis who belong to the Rabbinical Council of America, which is my rabbinical organization, it's an international organization, Um, 75% of them have children in Israel. And those children back then now have grandchildren, and uh, the children of their own and the grandchildren. So it is a tremendous body of people that we have who are extended family in Israel. And so therefore we can't help but expect, tragically, that we're going to hear more losses.
0: We're talking to Rabbi Lawrence Zerler, Rabbi here in Sullivan County, New York, about the Israel-Gaza War. Rabbi, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We will sure to be in touch with you, um, and we wish your your son and his family uh, safety, and our thoughts are, are with them and all uh, involved with this conflict.
1: Let us pray for everyone. Let us pray for everyone, and let us pray for a better world. Let us pray that, that, that reason can actually somehow uh, land on in, into the hearts and into the souls of those who see it differently, and unfortunately are, you know, act with with barbarity, barbarism, and and savagery. I want a better world, and that's I have to pray every night for that. Mm-hmm. And thank you for this opportunity.
0: Thank you, Rabbi Lawrence Zerler. Uh, thank you for joining us again.